You're listening to the newest episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life with your host, Kim Olver. Hi, this is Kim with our third podcast episode. Today, I'll be talking about the benefits of coaching for both the client and the coach. Coaching is still a relatively new field. It was started by Thomas Leonard in the mid-80s. In the early 90s, he created a company called Coach University. And then in the mid-90s, International Coach Federation and board-certified coaching came on the scene. These are two credentialing bodies that credential coaching programs and provide people internationally with a certificate of coaching. Still, there's very little regulation in the field, so buyer beware. There are some really awesome coaches out there. There's some good coaches, there's some mediocre coaches, and there's some really bad coaches, just like in any other profession. If people have testimonials on their website, that will help. And you may want to ask if they have a credential and whether or not it was under the board certified coach program or ICF, which is International Coach Federation. What you'll pay for coaching varies. You can find free coaching. Usually this is with brand new coaches who are trying to get their 30 hours in so that they can take the board certified coach exam. And I've heard of coaching up to $1 million for a year of coaching. You pick the price point and it could be anywhere from free to a million dollars. In 2011, the National Board for Certified Counselors, that's an organization that certifies counselors who have graduated from approved university program with their master's degree and then pass a test that this organization has they get the title National Certified Counselor. In 2011, the Board for National Certified Counselors told all of the National Certified Counselors that if they were doing coaching, they needed to have a coach credential from one of their certified coaching programs. They also set up some regulations, some guidelines in their ethics that said a counselor cannot coach and counsel the same client. Because I'm a counselor and a coach, if I were counseling someone and they needed coaching services, I would need to refer them. The same is true if I'm coaching someone and I discover that they may need counseling services, I would have to refer them to a counselor, even though I'm a counselor myself. When I heard of these new regulations, I decided it would be a good idea to create a counseling program. And that's exactly what I did. It's called Academy of Choice. And we have the 30-hour program, which is for counselors with a master's degree or a license in counseling or a certification from the National Board for Certified Counselors. We have the 60-hour program, which is for any other type of master's degree or doctor's degree. And then we just recently created the 120-hour program, which is for anyone with a bachelor's degree. You may be hearing that if you don't have a bachelor's degree, you can't get the board certified coach credential, and that would be accurate. The only way that can happen is if you've done a lot of coaching without a degree, you might be grandfathered in. Otherwise, people who don't have bachelor's degrees can look at the coaching programs offered through ICF and its associated programs. I started my coaching program knowing that William Glasser's Reality Therapy was the perfect way of coaching people. Everything I learned about the differences between 
counseling and coaching from this board certified program applied to reality therapy. All these years I've been thinking I've been doing counseling when in reality, I think I've actually been coaching. If you're someone who's thinking about becoming a coach, I want to talk about some of the pros and cons. Some of the pros are you get to help others. If you don't like helping others, if you don't like holding people's hands through some of their challenges or challenging them when they're slowing down, this may not be for you. But being able to really help people is one of the benefits that I love about coaching. If you find that the people that you know tend to respect you and value your opinion and come to you with questions when they have a problem they're thinking of trying to decide what to do, then you may be naturally suited for coaching. It may be one of your superpowers. If you make good choices for yourself and people look to you as someone who makes good decisions, you may also be a good coach. People are looking for good examples in coaching. They're also looking for people who have been through what they're going through. So you'll find people who come to you because of your life experience will do the same should you become a coach. One of the best benefits of coaching is there's very little overhead. I don't know of very many businesses you can start with as little overhead as you need to do coaching. In fact, if you have a telephone, you can start coaching. Better to have a computer. You'll probably want to have that because you want to build a website, but you could get started with just a telephone. If you happen to be a counselor already, one of the biggest advantages of coaching from my perspective is you don't have all the paperwork that you do with counseling. In counseling, there's so many regulations, insurance panels, requirements for client files that sometimes it feels like you're spending more time doing paperwork than you are actually spending with your clients. That's not true with coaching. Clients who come in for coaching are in the upper half of the mental health continuum, generally speaking. If someone is dealing with mental health concerns, they need the help of a counselor. But when they've dealt with those concerns and they're ready to make changes in their life, they can certainly come to a coach for changes in their behaviors, in their habits, in their thinking. When I was a counselor, I typically worked with what I call involuntary clients. They weren't people who were looking for me, asking for my help, hoping I could solve a problem they were having or get rid of some pain they were carrying. The clients that I worked with were people in recovery from addiction, people in corrections, adolescents, and generally people who just didn't want help, but someone else was telling them that they better go get counseling. As you might imagine, people in that situation weren't always motivated to do the things that we talked about in counseling. And one session tended to look a lot like the one before, and it looked like the one that came next because not a lot of progress is made. This is so different in coaching. When I give an assignment to one of my coaching clients, they come back having completed it and then some. I get such a sense of satisfaction from working with coaching clients At the end of the day, I feel like we've really accomplished a lot. I didn't always feel that way when I was doing counseling. Some of the cons of coaching. The competition is fierce. All you have to do is go online and Google life coaching and see how many entries come up. You could even Google relationship coaching if you think that's what you want to do and see how many relationship coaches are actually out there. 
the field of coaching is saturated with people who want to make a living as a coach. What this means is you have to be really good at what you do and you need to have some knowledge about internet marketing. Without narrowing a niche or niche, it's going to be hard for you to stand out. Most people who are used to doing counseling, while they may have some specialty area, when they're working within their geographic location, there's not a lot of people in their specialty area. But when you're on the World Wide Web, that's a whole different story. So you are going to need to decide what is your specialty and then narrow that down even further. When you define your niche properly, the clients you most want to work with will be able to find you. You are going to need a website and you'll want to be internet marketing savvy. This means you'll likely have to be a little active on social media so people can find you. If you think coaching might be for you and you're interested in becoming a board-certified coach, check out our program. We're at www.academyofchoice.com. What if you're interested in being coached? If coaching is something that you've been considering, let me provide you with some differences between counseling and coaching. I already said coaches typically don't work with mental health concerns. Counselors do. Coaches partner with clients, whereas counselors are seen more as a helper. Coaches rely heavily on questions to help clients find their answers, while counselors ask questions but may also make suggestions. A good coach really doesn't make suggestions. The coach wants you to make the decision about what your path is. They may add some things in the mix for you to consider, but they should not be giving you one answer as the thing that you should do. Coaching has some minimal regulations, but the field of counseling has many more restrictions. Coaches are not restricted geographically. They can cross state lines. They can cross country lines. Counselors, however, are limited to the state in which they're licensed. They are not allowed to cross state lines or country lines. And if counselors cross state lines, the state that they're functioning in is receiving no income from that counselor from their license fee. So they want counselors to stay within their state of licensure. Coaching is mostly done on the phone or over the internet. Most counseling is done in person, although this is changing with the advent of online counseling. In counseling, there's strict client-counselor boundaries. There are also boundaries in coaching, but they're a little less strict. The reason for this is that there tends not to be that power differential that you'll find between counselors and clients. Counselors are clearly seen as the expert, the helping professional, whereas coaches are a partner and the power differential is much less in play. Coaches help clients accomplish their goals, while counselors tend to help with understanding behaviors and solving problems. Coaches don't spend time in the past. They look at where a client is currently and help them move forward to the future goals that they have set. Counselors spend a lot of time in the past trying to uncover patterns, trying to figure out why a client is doing the things that they're doing. Once that understanding occurs, the idea is that they will be ready and able to move forward to where they want to go. Coaches tend to focus on strengths, while counselors tend to zero in on the pain point or the emotional scar that needs to be healed. Coaches deal more with behaviors and thinking, 
while counselors are focused mostly on feelings. Of course, there's exceptions to this, but generally speaking, counselors are focused on feelings and then they get into behavior and thinking, whereas coaches just start right with behavior and thinking. Coaching is self-pay, meaning that insurance does not cover these services. If you have insurance with provisions for mental health, then your insurance will cover counseling. Coaching is typically for a shorter duration than counseling, unless there's only a prescribed number of sessions for counseling, then it can be short-term as well. Despite efforts to destigmatize counseling, there's still a lot of stigma that surrounds that service. However, seeing a coach tends to show others how committed you are to being a success. Coaching is an excellent option if you want to accomplish your goals. It often comes down to the question, which is more valuable, time or money? Coaching will definitely cost you money, but it will get you to your goals faster. Some benefits of coaching. Pros. We already said it'll get you to your goals faster. You don't have to leave the comfort of your home or office. You can find a specialist. On the internet, search for a coach who addresses the goals that you're trying to accomplish. You never know where they might be operating from. It doesn't matter if you're going to be dealing with them over the internet. You'll be able to find a coach that's been through what you're going through and now helps others go through the same thing. Coaching helps you clarify what you want. Sometimes we have a vague idea of what we want and coaches will help you flesh that out. Coaches will support you through your fears. Sometimes we have fears of success. Sometimes we have fears of failure. Sometimes we have general fears of moving forward towards the thing that we want the most, but coaches will help you through that. Have you ever noticed that when you set a goal, something holds you back? We call this subconscious sabotage and coaches are particularly adept at helping you uncover that and then work through the challenge of confronting that sabotage. Coaches can help you work smarter, not harder. When you hire a coach, you'll find you can accomplish more than you ever thought you could. The cons of coaching that I can see is that you have to pay out of pocket. But this con can actually turn into a benefit because when you are reaching in your pocket and paying sometimes high amounts of money for the coaching, it tends to provide motivation or inspiration for you to work hard so that you can get to the place you want to get to and no longer have to pay your coach. What are some things you might use a coach for? Well, the possibilities are endless. Generally, if you have goals to change what you're doing or how you're thinking, coaching could be for you. I've worked with people who wanted to improve their level of organization. I've helped people who wanted to change how they relate to new relationships, new love interests. I've worked with parents who want to relate differently to their children. I've talked to managers who want to work differently with their direct reports. I've coached direct line staff in drug and alcohol rehabs to implement choice theory with the clients. I've coached people through writing books and building businesses. I've also helped clients move on after they've processed grief and loss with their counselor when they were ready to do things differently. These are just some ideas. You want to make sure that your coach is operating in an area where they have some expertise. I coach about what I know and what I've experienced. This is where I have strength and find I can be of most help to my clients. 
If you think you'd be interested in coaching, go to www.therelationshipcenter.biz. Center is spelled the American way, C-E-N-T-E-R, and biz is B as in boy, I as in India, Z as in zebra. So it's therelationshipcenter.biz. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and that you'll join us next week for a podcast on two major skills that coaches have, and that is support and challenge. We're going to talk about the coaching skills, and we're going to talk about how you can use those skills with yourself if you're not ready for a coach. Talk with you then. This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at www.therelationshipcenter.biz forward slash podcast. And remember to subscribe.